Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a solo episode and I'm kind of in between releasing it. I'm kind of in between how it could trigger someone, how could it be perceived, a lot of different things. So one of the things that I've definitely seen over the last little while and have, I've even struggled with this myself and and various different elements and various different things is kind of the barriers and the mental barriers that we have around kind of investing in ourselves. So this is one of those things that, yes, there are people who are struggling financially right now, 100%. I'm not trying to downplay that. There is a bloody war going on over in Ukraine um, so that I'm fully aware of the situation. Financial means and financial things may not be a, some people may not be able to afford things. But this is kind of taking that element away from it and looking at the reluctance to investing in yourself, whatever it may be, whether it be training or education or whether it be your own health or getting a coach, getting a PT, getting your, your working on your relationship with food and yourself and your self-worth. And we as a nation and we as a society we ultimately are in a dopamine nation so we get these little hits of reward and gratification and they warm ourselves they hit receptors in our brain and they warm ourselves so we ultimately want everything now without having to put effort in it's what humans do so it isn't a dig if you look at some of the most successful companies in the world they hire smarter people to make this the kind of the system seamless and strip line it completely. So we have to look at it from a point of view and look at kind of the mental barriers that for the reason why you may not be investing in yourself. And one of the things I've kind of spotted definitely over the last kind of few months in particular is and previously I would say if I look really far back is that we we don't really believe that we can do anything and it comes to can come down to self-worth can come down to delayed gratification it can come down to the element of it's being selfish looking after yourself and putting yourself first but this isn't really a true statement it's you have to look at who else is going to be impacted by you looking after yourself whether that be going after your health your kids are going to have you for longer whether it be investing in your education it could lead to more financial rewards down the line and maybe that your time is spent doing that for a while so you free up time later on in retirement so you don't have to work for as long and what i've seen is that i think moms in particular can be harder on themselves when it comes to investing in themselves and i had this conversation um a couple of times in the last kind of seven eight days from when i'm recording this episode and one of the things that came up was well i'm selfish if i invest that much money into me i my self-worth or i and i and i kind of question like i wasn't trying to uh trying to they were kind of asking where to go for coaching and stuff and i kind of said well if one of your kids wanted to do this, you would make you would find a way to do this. 
But if we don't put ourselves first and we don't look after ourselves, we're going to keep pouring from an empty cup. Think of the analogy. You put your own oxygen mask on first. Your family, your kids, you deserve the best version of you. So if we aren't looking after ourselves with our health, whether our education, whether our training, whatever, like training in relation to upskilling, whatever it may be, and we're not offering the world our best, that is a massive factor. And it's also telling you deep down inside that others may be better or others are better. It's also important to look at it from a point of view of leading by example. Like if you're looking after your health or going for walks or walking the dog or I can kind of keep using health examples. But if you're looking after your own health or you're looking after eating wholesome nutritious meals majority of the time, your language around food is decent. You're not emotionally eating. You're not calling foods good or bad. Then your kids are going to pick up those. So if you look back at when you were a kid, the language around food that was being used that's rubbed off on you if you actually pause and sit with that so if you actually look and pause and sit with that that impacts that you those things that kind of bug you you talking about your weight you talking about i'm on this diet so i can't have this x y and z that has a massive impact on your health that has a massive impact on your mental health it also knocks on to those around you has a massive impact on their health in the future selves so if you realistically look at it is not investing in yourself now whatever whatever realm that may be is it's kind of being selfish in in a weird way it's and one of the things that kind of comes up it can be delayed gratification and delayed gratification kind of involves the ability to wait to get what you want it's kind of with a pension pension is a perfect example you put the money in monthly you don't can't touch it can't touch it and then when you're at 60 or 65 whatever age it may be whenever your 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 policy kind of expires or whatever it may be you can go and get it but you have to look at it from a point of view of look at some of the studies that have been done in relation to delayed gratification so there's a study called the stanford marshmallow expect uh, experiment and it's from the 1970s, I think, and it was done by a psychologist called Walter Michel, and he placed a kind of like a treat, and I hate the word treat, but in front of children and offered them a choice. They could either enjoy the treat now or wait a brief period of time in order to get two snacks. So when the experimenter actually left the room, many of the kids immediately ate the actual treat, which is often like a pretzel or a marshmallow, hence the name, the marshmallow experiment. But some of the kids were not able to to kind of fight off the urge or put off the urge to kind of get that kind of like reward now of getting kind of like getting the two delicious kind of uh, pretzels or getting two delicious marshmallows later on. What they found in the experiment is that the kids who were able to delay the actual gratification had a number of advantages later on over the kids who simply could not wait. The children who had waited for the kind of like the marshmallow or the pretzel performed better academically years later on than the kids who ate the actual food straight away. Those who delayed their gratification also displayed fewer behavioral problems and later had much better SITs. So it, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's incredible to actually look at it and it's not due to lack of willpower. 
that's the big thing so willpower is only a finite resource that we kind of can continue to blame but we have to look at why is it so hard to actually wait when it's kind of talking to investments and i think one of the big things is it involves effort so if you think about like a point of view of like not being able to afford a coach but then if you look at that person's and there will be people who can't afford i'm not i'm not talking about those i'm talking about the people who are in a position to do it and one of the things that is is kind of not able to put a price on it is the amount of time and effort that someone can put in we or if we go and buy a holiday or if we go and buy a car or if we go and buy the brand new clothes or brand new ipad or playstation or uh new shoes or runners or whatever is out there in the market at the minute there's no actual effort from us we don't have to put time into those that's that that's a really really hard thing to kind of bring in because you actually have to go and make the effort and if you look back at the other times that you potentially tried to lose weight and you struggle to do it or you haven't succeeded in whatever that may be and you've gone to certain slim clubs you've gone on on, on fad diets or yo-yo dieted a lot of those things are built on people failing the statistics would show that but you also have to look at it from a point of view of have you let yourself worth speak up have you actually put the effort into those and maybe you have maybe you haven't have you gone full restriction mode and taken out all the foods that you've enjoyed have you done the, the the workouts or the walks maybe you have maybe you haven't maybe you've been done doing it one day a week or three days a week six days a week the first week and then never again that happens in january we also look at a point of view like fitness doesn't really have an end goal our health does because we stay on the planet longer but our fitness doesn't really so our body composition doesn't really have an end goal yes you could push it and go comp- competing and stuff like that but this is not what this podcast preaches if someone wants to compete wish you all the best but make sure you're being looked after your show and you are reverse dieting the correct way but we have to look at it from a point of view of like why we should be investing in your self-worth so when we actually think of like an investment we tend to gravitate towards the more financial ones that are out there the money we spend to kind of actually further an aspect of life or business is what generally what it comes down to but if you think about it like investments can come in many forms and one can be your financial wellness or your personal well-being but you need to look at it from a point of view of investing in your self-worth is an investment in your financial worth so when your self-worth is low it tends to be reflected in your bank balance in terms of pricing alone self-worth has a profound impact as you tend to lowball your prices undercharge and undercut when you have a poor or less than realistic of your own value so there's there's a big thing that and that's kind of from a businessy side of point of view like when we're when someone's in a business they tend and pts are, are amazing for this and this was a big thing for me and i'm only talking from my own personal experience as i can only ever talk from my own personal experience that when we're putting a price on something we're limiting our own ability we don't get to decide the price the customer decides the price 
Look at Beamer, look at, look at Mercedes, look at Ferrari. They don't ultimately decide the price. They make it limited, so that drives up the price, but you guys, the customers, actually decide the price. So we have to look at it from a point of view of money, self-worth, and self-esteem. There's a, a kind of an old expression called, I believe and I receive. And if you look at it, what we put into the world is reflected often back at us, and it's quite scary. When we believe we are unworthy, people and situations reflect this, treating us and ultimately treating us in the manner we we believe and we deserve. So their actions perpetuate our actions and lower our self-worth further. The world continues to reflect this negative impression we have we have we have of ourselves, constantly reinforcing and kind of like diminish, diminishing it. So people and situations are shaped or reshaped by positive attitudes. This also reinforces our beliefs because these beliefs are positive. The self-perpetuating cycle of reinforcement works to consistently raise your self-worth. So if you are getting feedback from your kids that you are mom, dad, you're doing really well, like you, it's great to see you in the gym, can I come for a run with you? We actually begin to actively pursue ways to build your health in in a way that isn't linked to a bank balance and linked more to your actual health. We also have to look at it from a point from, from the other approaches that you've tried. S some people can portray, I'm not willing to put the work in onto a price when they hear something because they have to put effort in. And that's okay. But you have to realize it's not down to the price. It's down to the amount of time and effort that you're unwilling to put into your health. And that's going to sound harsh and that's going to trigger someone. And when it triggers someone, it's generally working. I'm talking on this podcast, hoping I'm going to trigger someone. And what I mean by that is any episode that you ever listen to, we can be quite harsh in what we say. We can be quite forthright with what we say. But our ultimate aim is for you guys to latch on to something that we say that it hits home and it resonates with you. But if you don't invest now in yourself, it could cost more later. So the example of that would be Slimmer World, the likes of Slimming Clubs, the likes of Fad Diets. You're putting more and more effort into those. You're giving them the money, whatever it is. But if you invest in yourself now with a half-decent coach or a decent coach, you're, you could end up saving yourself, if you're willing to put the effort in, that is, by the way. And what I mean by effort isn't go full keto. It means are you willing to get uncomfortable with things and understand why potentially emotional eating is happening if emotional eating is your thing? Are you willing to, if you want to build glutes or build quads, are you willing to push yourself in the gym? You have to look at it from a point of view. If it does, if you're going to end up spending more money than you could be saving. If you took action at now and actually looked at educating yourself. Prime example of this is with college. So if you went to do a master's in say Smurfit in UCD, it could cost 10, 10 grand say for example. It's a lot of money. And I'm not trying to downplay that. But I would say a lot of people won't do it because they hear that price and they're like, no, I'm not willing to put the effort in so it's not for me. But then, if you look at it from another point of view of, well, I'm going to go and buy a car. I'm going to go get a boob job. I'm going to go 
buy a load of designer shoes and handbags or suits or a holiday or whatever it may be because there's no effort involved yes there's been effort involved to get the money but there's no effort and there's no real buy-in from you in order to actually go and get that yourself so we have to look at it from a point of view of fear can also be a massive driver and fear is false evidence appearing real and self-sabotage one of the main elements is fear of succeeding but you have to ask yourself well what if fear wasn't there what would you do so say the finances are there because if you look at it you can afford nights out you can afford meals out you can afford clothes you can afford the shoes you can afford all these things for your kids and stuff like that so the money is there that's who this who this episode is talking to so remove that element but if fear is talking and pr- talking to you right now feel the fear every, fear is one of the things that every single one of us has in common like if you look at it from a point of view that actual success doesn't come from fearlessness but it's the ability to actually feel the fear and take the leap like if you look at what's going on right now over in the Ukraine there are people who are willing to give up their lives to save that country I'm not saying that's and that's a dramatic example but it is an example that's in my head right now because of what's going on if you start taking action in the direction you want to go you're more than likely to start to believe in yourself by taking the actions in the direction you want to go but if you keep saying oh I haven't got the money or I haven't got the finances when you're still spending that money elsewhere those things are more valued than yourself it's selfish not being looking after yourself you need to like separate yourself worth from your perceptions of failure and this is vital to becoming successful in whatever aspect of you want to do as the two are kind of overlapped and two are linked you're always going to feel too afraid to act and you will never achieve that fearless state you need to get out of your comfort zone start with going to the gym start with going to the walk but start see what happens even if it goes horribly wrong the worst thing you'll do is potentially fall off a treadmill and i've seen that happen with a new starter in the gym when i worked in face to face that wasn't one of my clients but they came on the gym and they got caught in and they went they kind of ramped up the machine too quickly and that person could easily never come in ever again it was on camera everything and then where the, the the gym was the layout of the gym it could have easily hidden and never come back again but you know what they were in the next day ask for a little bit more guidance ask for a little bit more help and let that ego at the door a lot of the things that we kind of tell ourselves is that we can't afford things because we're not willing to put the actual effort back into it you have full influence over your actions so if you say if, if you're investing in something with like a stock market or you're going to paddy power and putting a bet on it the money is gone you're not going to see it again and it doesn't really matter that much to you but we put our self-worth onto our investments 
you need to look at it from a point of view of delaying the gratification so that you're feeling healthier you're feeling better about yourself your kids start mimicking me mimicking you it can be uncomfortable but through discomfort comes discovery if you look at how much money you spend on coffee a day how much money you actually spend on meals out a week how much money you spend on drinks every single week on this session i know when i drank it was a silly amount of money and i would say i had no money but you also have to look at point of view i'm not saying you need to give those up completely definitely not because we've had an awful lot in the last kind of two or three years to deal with maybe it's think, thinking back do i need to go out every weekend if so by all means do i need to keep buying all these runners yes you value them but do you need to buy every single one you only have two feet Like we have to look at it from a point of view. If you cut back on your coffee expenditure and actually brought the machine in or brought the machine into your house and it's what, 179 euro or something for one of the coffee machines but you're willing to spend three euro a day 21k a week multiply that by four multiply that by 12 like that's a hell of a lot of money over time on average i think it's around two thousand pounds the amount of money people will spend in the uk on coffee but they can't they won't put the money into their health or their fitness or looking after themselves a lot of people do have the finances a lot of people do have the means and that's who this is aimed at don't let your self-worth impact things don't you let yourself be so selfish that your kids your family don't get the best version of you it can be scary but if you want to look at your on your be on your deathbed at 90 years of age or whatever it is knowing that you did everything that you could or i wish i looked after myself my health a little bit more i wish i, I worked on my relationship with food i wish i worked on my self-esteem i wish i worked on my relationship with myself I think if you get a decent coach or work on going to get investing in therapy or whatever it may be, it, it, it genuinely can change your life. But it takes that whole thing of action starts with you. You own your actions. And that's a massive thing that we need to look at. everyone wins when you start to look after yourself so hopefully the barriers to investing in yourself is is kind of hit home i hope it has hope it hasn't triggered anyone too badly um but this is that any of people who have the financial means whatever that financial mean is but it's about looking at like when often when i when people i remember having a conversation with a mentor and he was like well how much money you spend a day or how much money you spend in a week couldn't tell and he was like, well, how, how do you know you can't afford it? It's a big question to ask. Don't let your self-worth stop you. Show your self-worth up and start putting actions into place for you.